here with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And not with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. Bill Grundler is traveling to Arizona to celebrate his late father, who's getting inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is one of the best achievements you could possibly do in the sport of which you do. But we wanted to introduce the show that we have for you guys. We did a YouTube live show last night dealing with the subject, the hot topic that is Z-scoring. And Z-scoring is a a theoretical scoring system that uh, a man named Tyler Watkins had put together and did a big article on the Morning Chalk Up using the Rogue Invitational as an example. And Bill and I wanted to pick his brain, get some thoughts on how this could be used in competition, albeit um, anything dealing with the CrossFit Games or a local competition. And we brought our friend of the show, Brian Friend, friend of the show. I don't want to steal a, a line from Talking Leaf Fitness, but he is a friend of the show. We, we <laughs> That is not our tagline, but Brian Friend will be joining the show, and we are excited to talk to him and get his perspective on some of the numbers behind this Z-scoring system. So Tyler and Brian will be joining the show shortly as well as Bill himself. But before we get to our live stream content for you guys, we want to thank our partners of the show, Bubs Naturals. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. Bubs Naturals has a variety of things for you to start your morning off the right way. It's got MCT oil powder. It has collagen protein. You have apple cider vinegar gummies. You got everything from head to toe as far as gut health, joints, skin, nails with the collagen protein, the gut health coming from the MCT oil powder itself, and the apple cider vinegar gummies. It's just a wonderful combination, a trio of sorts, a Zelda-like combo of goodness for your morning coffee. So make sure you make that a part of your morning routine. It's definitely a part of mine and Bill's, and it will always be a part of ours. So if you want to make it a part of yours, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. We want to thank Element 26 and their thumb tape, their amazing thumb tape that has got us through many workouts over the last year. And it's stretchy, it's sticky, it's easy to put on, and it's easy to take off. You go to element26.co, use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off all U.S. orders, but that's not all that they have. They have everything underneath the sun as far as CrossFit accessories. So if you want wrist straps, you want hand grips, you want a weight belt, you want knee sleeves, you want the old master's one elbow sleeve, go to element26.co, use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off your order. And as we venture into the off-season where we have qualifiers, Wadapalooza qualifiers for individuals and teams just finished, you need to verify that performance. You need to have proof of that performance, and there's no better app out there than the Wadproof app. You can customize it to your competition. So if you want to put on an online competition or an online qualifier, you can go to the Wadproof app and you can get a custom logoed Wadproof system, and then the athletes must use that to prove their qualifying skills. There's also a pro pack, which has programming on there for a lot of different areas of fitness, whether it's gymnastics, weightlifting, they have a rowing program, endurance, they have a master's program that Bill programs for. You can get the Wattproof pro pack. It's only $9.99, but if you use the code GETWITH, if you just get with, you're going to get 20% off that for a three-month subscription, and you get all kinds of programming from some of the best athletes in the sport. Noah Olson, Turi Helgadotter, Danielle Brandon, all a part of the Wattproof app, and just making that thing one of the best apps out there. In fact, they recently just got bought, which means the tech is going to increase even more with over 400,000 users 
on the app itself. So we're so excited to have them as partners of the show. But I'm more excited to get into this conversation that we did on YouTube Live last night. So we actually got some questions from the audience that we'll be answering on the show. But we, again, we had Tyler Watkins, we had Brian Friend, Bill Grundler will be on this podcast along with me. And we had a nice roundtable discussion on the subject of Z-scoring. And a lot of it had to do with, well, what is it? What is Z-scoring? How does it work? Why does Tyler think it should be used when testing or deciding who the fittest field is, including the fittest on earth. And there was a lot of good roundtable discussion, some pushback, some feedback, some talking through, some walking through. And I think we had a, we landed on something very good towards the end is that it's, uh, it's one of those things that always trying to push the sport forward, not just in programming, not just with the athletes, but maybe how we grade and score and test those athletes themselves. So without further ado, enjoy our podcast on YouTube Live last night about Z-scoring at the CrossFit Games. Now, that's how Whoa. you start a show, baby. <laughs> that's oh. how you start a show. Oh, man. Well, hey, hey now, how come you, now, now, real fast, why don't you throw the music on there? Well, I did. Their music was on there. Oh, you they heard the music? Oh, okay. Yeah. I get to hear you music. guys. I get, I get to rock out. Those yeah. of you guys that are watching with us right now, throw something in the chat if you heard the music of our neon freaking lightning Thor mm. logo. <laughs> all, my, all my trolls just start filing in here soon. So give me some feedback. Oh, Power. yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Get With the Programming, a very special live edition of our podcast and we have two very special guests alongside with me is bill grundler but we have tyler watkins and brian friend i almost said taylor wilkins dude <laughs> because we've been we've been Ain't it all the up. time we've been messing that up <laughs> all the, the, the last few days but we want to thank you guys for joining us here on youtube live you can comment in the chat Wow, 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 that intro. Guess what? Guess what we can do, Teddy? Check this. Check Just this shit you're out. the first one that Boom! pops up Teddy's there. on, the, Teddy's Look at on that. the screen. Look at that. What's up, Teddy? What's up, Teddy? All right. Hey, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I like that beard. Hey, I, it's, I'm going to throw the this out there. The beard's gotten to the point. The beard's gotten to the point now where the face recognition doesn't uh, work Ooh. on the phone. I was going to say the beard was giving you all kinds of power because I was watching your little Bella complex that you were working on. Yes, one of the guys at the gym told me as soon as I shave the beard, I'll lose all the strength. You will. I mean, it's 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 beards and chalk. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, we are here because of this man to the top right. I'm assuming you guys see what we see. But Mr. Taylor Watkins posted an article. <laughs> Gosh, you darn said it. it. <laughs> you said it. Mr. Boy, Tyler. You're not going to be able to get it right now. I'm Just sorry. say TW. I should, I should not have TW. I was going to make a joke that like most men want to most men want to be remembered when they die. My goal is to just no one remember me. I just muddy <laughs> my name until you <laughs> have your name incorrect on the tombstone as yeah. they <laughs> 
as they bury you. But uh, so, Tyler, sorry, you wrote an article in the Morning Chalk Up talking about a, a proposal of a new scoring system, and you used the Rogue Invitational as an example, and you used Haley Adams as your athlete with something called a Z-score, and that immediately grabbed my attention, and I hit up Bill as soon as I read it, was – you know, we've gone through the programming of every single CrossFit Games all the way back to 2007. And, you, you know, Brian, you'd probably have these numbers, but I want to say the scoring system in 15 years has changed eight or nine times and cuts make a big difference times? on. Yeah, 15 <laughs> times. <laughs> and what we had found, and this is to another super stat man, Chad Schroeder had broken down things based off the scoring system that they used also with what the leaderboard would have looked like if they did average place finishing and every year something was different between the two and so there was a few years where the scoring system really had a massive outcome on not just say a top 10 but oftentimes podium positions and tyler your system also had the same effect at the rogue invitational so before we get into things i want you to really explain what caught your eye, why this was something that uh, you were passionate about writing and, and where the, the baseline precipice was to, to, to do this. So this goes back a long time for me. It goes back to about 2017 um, when Tia beat Cara. We were, I have like made my own CrossFit games uh, fantasy system or fantasy games. Yes. And so <laughs> I drafted Cara. And I got beat. And I was like, this doesn't, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not a, a fan of losing. But it really did seem to me at the end of the weekend that Kara beat Tia. She seemed fitter on almost every way. And when she lost, she only barely lost. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I guess I went with, with an intent to find something, but I did end up finding after like maybe six months of just hitting my head against the table trying to figure out a system in which we could accurately score each each event and the points that people deserved based on their fitness and based on their performance right whereas now you're just get given points based on your placement you know and, and it's important no it's important what, to mention that it's relative to the field too right right yeah i, I think a lot of people screw that up is that i'm trying to make um guesses about what people should be able to do at, at, at on an event period. And that is not the fact. I'm just trying to judge everybody based on the field that they are in. And so I went through this for a long time. I was, you know, I approached it different ways. I approached it linearly where you base every score off the top um, score, maybe the top time or the top weight. And then I started to think, man, you are trying a lot harder once you get past a certain point in a workout, say Fran. Once you get past 2.30, every second you go faster is way harder. Or every, every second you take off is way harder. And like in the opposite direction, it's way easier if you go way slower. And so yeah. I, I wanted to take something in consideration that will give you more points for doing much better than other people. And so that's when I happened into a normal distribution system and Z-score. So with that, real fast, um, do you have a background in, st in statistics or anything like that? Uh, my education history is long. 
Um, I went to engineering <laughs> school for three years. <laughs> I went to engineering school for three years, um, took a year off and came back and did accounting. And so my math, okay. math, my math background is pretty good. Well, because the, the, it sounded very similar to, and this has come up a lot of times in our discussions, is like decathlon scoring. Yes. Same type of thing where they were all of a sudden, like events aren't worth the same. They, they aren't worth the same. Or you get these different numbers. It's not a set number. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought it was super interesting when you brought it up because I was like, I mean, it sounded very professional. I'm like, oh, it's a Z score. I'm like, ah, where, I, I've heard that somewhere. I don't know where. So that's why I didn't know if it was pure statistics based or if you know of any other sports that's doing anything like that. I, I brought it. I didn't know about the decathlete thing. Um, I brought it simply because I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing about Z-score when I first started college. And I was like, man, that would be a shitty way to be scored on a test. Like <laughs> if you were in the middle, you would, it would get out that you were in the middle. Basically, you would just be an average, an mm. average student. And I was deathly scared of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I remember thinking, oh yeah, this is how you can rate your performance based on what everybody else in this is doing. And so I, that's, that was how I stumbled upon it. Well, the thing I liked about it the most was by the time we got to the end of our analyzing the programming series for the CrossFit games, the question came up with me and Bill was, is there a better way to score this? Because we've seen the programming do its job. The programming is finding or the, the test is supposed to find the fittest person and what I also like, and this is personal to me, is that I know Dave's sole goal is to find the fittest man, woman, and team. And that's it. And he doesn't really mm -hmm. care about what happens below that. But I like to see the fittest field order from 1 to 40. Who is number 1? Who is 40? And what the test got us to there. And what me and Bill found was that the scoring system would often change things from that position and you you made this a point in your article was that you're looking at it from the idea of and i really like what you said there was the cash prizes has changed so much is that it's very important that we have a system that lines people up from fittest to not as fittest even though they're you know 40th place is still a superhuman compared right. to 99.9 percent .9 of the population mm -hmm. But the prize money is, is a big part for these athletes, maybe not those in charge and what they're, they're trying to test. So we couldn't think of anything. The closest we would get was, Bill, I remember we were talking about like how decathlons are scored. Right. Right. Decathlons are scored based off performance. Performance to a criteria that is almost, um, it, it's not off world record, but it's off of what, is almost like humanly possible. It's, it's a weird scoring system, but your performance is based off that baseline. And so you get a certain amount of points based off your performance, how close you get to that. And so when I saw your Z score, that was something that I was like, okay, so now it's performance based to the field that is taking the test. And it puts you in order mm -hmm. based off your performance relative to what you have as your baseline is whoever gets first, right? Is that your they baseline? They have standards. Okay. Yeah, they have standards, it seems. It, the difference between mine and them is they have standards that you should be able to match up to. And since they do these same events all the time, uh, that shouldn't really change until somebody sets a new world record or whatever. Right. For us, that shit changes every second. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and so, yeah, I needed to scale it to the field and to the event every single time. And so that would, that would be the only difference between me and them, me what and the decathlon. 
No, and and I and if there are any other people out there that are do the uh man, there's some funny things that pop up in those comments. Yeah, don't look wow. at that one. I have it okay. popped up. <laughs> Come on, don't look at that one that just popped up. Uh, nice. The uh <laughs> the decathlon one I and, and I and I don't know it well enough, honestly, to to argue it, but I've I've heard it come up in our in our own conversations. And it seems like that one changes fairly regularly also, even though they're trying to do the same type of thing where it's, you know, compared to the the, the standard or the field or whatever they're trying to do it. Um, I thought yours was really interesting in that it does the statements you made about where someone just barely got beat should get more points than someone that got their ass handed to them. If it was only like four, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I beat you by two seconds, but I beat the third place person by 30 seconds. So mm -hmm. they shouldn't get, they shouldn't only get five points less than the person that got second or, or however it is, you know, they should be like right. further down the field. And I, I, it's an, it's a really interesting idea. I mean, I, I have to say personally, um, I was not going to let this conversation be a, yeah, man, that's great. Love it. <laughs> um, one, cause that's not me, but two, it seems like no matter where you draw the line, something, someone like, it doesn't matter where you put the line. Someone's always going to be on the bubble and someone's always going to get screwed. Right. Um, and that's why, I, and I didn't have even enough time to even look at, you know, is it, is it, is it fair? Cause in no other sports do they do that. It's always like, did you win or did you lose? Done. Did you trip or did you not trip? You know, did, did you succeed or did you not succeed? And, and I, I, I mean, it's harsh, I guess, but like, I don't know. I mean, Brian, you need to keep, you need to keep it down because you're way too loud right now. Dude. <laughs> and I know you got like numbers boiling in your head. So keep He's it down us. while I'm talking. Okay. She's. Well, I've, I just, um, you know, I've talked to Tyler several times about this. And uh, so I just wanted to, you know, let him catch you guys up, whatever you needed to know. I, I have some stuff to share later on. Oh, I can't wait. Tyler, um, for those that don't, didn't see the article or know exactly how the Z score operates, just, just walk us through a real baseline way of how each event scored. I should, I should lay out my, my thesis in general. I've thought about this a lot over the past couple of days since I've, I've, I've spoken about this a few times now. Um, the CrossFit Games has made the statement that they are finding the fittest on earth, and that is what I'm taking issue with. If you don't want to make that claim, that's fine. Take it off your sign. Um, if you want to just run a competition, you can score it the way you want to score it, but the issue is they score based on a standard model, three points, four points, going down the list from 196 and so on and so forth. I'm saying that the difference, if you win by an inch or you win by a mile, should be measured in that field. So what I do, basically, you know, I have, I have made my own model in which I think we can replace the current system. There are other models that could exist. I just want to have the conversation that we should be measuring fitness when we are stating that we are finding the fittest on earth. So what I've done is in, in any given event, say it's a, a clean and jerk event or like the snatch event we saw at the Rogue Invitational. I take every single score that, some, uh, that ends up getting posted on the leaderboard. I find the average and the standard deviation in that model. 
I then plot it against, I, I find a normal distribution using all the, uh, that data. And then I find where the person finished percentile wise in that system okay. or in that, in that field. That's all I'm doing. So you take that percentile and then you weigh it against a hundred point system. Is that what I Yeah. You so use? like, yeah, for instance, like in event one on in like in event one, the swim kayak in the 2021 games, um, Justin Medeiros's percentile finish in that was actually 84. Right. Oh, okay. But because, but because the top time, which was Yonakoski, he, Yonakoski is a better example. Yonakoski got 98th percentile, right? So the, the model predicted that you could have went faster than Yonakoski went. And I, we could argue that Yonakoski could have easily gone faster than he went, right? He didn't, he didn't race anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, which, is extreme, well, which is actually is an extremely relevant point as this conversation evolves. So okay. just hold on yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay. So Yonakoski got 98th percentile in that. We need, I, I wanted to play, play nice with all the CrossFitters. I know we like 100 points. And so what you do is you divide all the other scores and his score by 98 so it gives him 100 points and everybody okay. goes down the list okay. so then it squishes like all this data into like this night nice tight range right so his percentile isn't going to be the points it's he finished in the 98th but he finished top of that so he gets right. those 100 points mm -hmm. okay and then everybody else score is based off of his and this was this was an argument or not an argument but this was the point that i had to make the other day so my system is based off both the average and the top score. Okay. I'm scaling them on those two factors. How do you scale for say time caps or is it just based off work completed? Let's, let's go, let's go Brian. <laughs> okay. Ooh, ooh, okay. I see a sidestep there. Whoa. <laughs> because the, so it's like, we're now talking about the issues of the system. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, what the point you just made, that's an issue with the current system we have. How do okay. you deal with people who are time capped? They had to have had that conversation at some point in the game. So, oh, shit, somebody didn't finish it. What Do we give them no points? Do we give mm -hmm. them five points? Like, what do we do? Oh, shit, 14 of them didn't finish this event? How do we do this? And so my system, I, I have a few arguments for that. But what I would like to do first is talk about the top end. Okay. So what it does in the middle is it groups everybody together. Everybody who finishes similarly will have tighter points, right? And then at the top, those people will start to pull away and their point difference will be greater, a lot like we see now. And then at the bottom, it, no, it no, will not exaggerate. Like, potentially way more dramatically than we see now. Right. If Yeah, if your fitness deserves so. Um, and then at the bottom, it, they will pull away even more dramatically from the average, right? And so one of the there are several different things that you can do to solve for time caps. I like there's a certain one that I like, and then Adam Rogers, who's been huge in helping me flesh out all these issues, um, he has another. Mine is based on logistics. Dave Castro has immense control of the games. He can do basically whatever he wants. Yeah. He should be weary of those time caps because I think that he could scale it to a point to where if you don't finish, you get zero points. Because if in my system, if you finish really low and you pull the average down, 
you have a bad effect on the data. Okay. And so what I'm saying is, what is the least acceptable performance that we can we deem necessary, right? To be at the games, you need to run an X 5K. If you can't run that, your score, you don't get a score. You're not fit enough to even have data in this realm. Oh, okay. Right? There is another way to do it, and it is just simply using my system. So say you had an AMRAP, or not an AMRAP. Say you had five rounds per time of whatever, okay? And so, and the, the end buzzer goes off, and someone had four rounds uh, like 10 people in a field of 40 had 10 or four rounds plus, right? You would do a split system where you did it based on reps. So you would find an average and a standard deviation based on reps okay. and give this, the points out based on the percentage of the field that didn't finish. And then you would do the same thing for time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then do you take an average of those two numbers? If you're two in the whole, no. are you talking, oh, like, so if they, those that finished are on one scale, those that didn't finish on another scale. No, it's a combined scale. So say, say we split the field 50, 50, 50 finished or uh, half finished, half didn't. Right. Okay. So you would sp split the points up. 50 points would be available to those who finished or um, for based on the reps. So that all the people who finished would get 50 points automatically. And then the other 50 points would break out based on the, on how you finished in time right oh okay so it's an additive system yeah 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 got okay it, got it, points got based it. on yeah does that make sense yeah all right so looking at this system i think the best examples will be examples of where the scoring has a massive change on the leaderboard and how so right. uh, and i think that's what you know a lot of people want to see is like hey what effect does this have on it. And so the, the example that you had in your article was that Haley Adams at the Rogue Invitational who finished fifth based off this scoring system would have placed third because mm -hmm. of the deviation of performance based off the ones she did well in and then the ones that right. she didn't do well in because the ones she did well in, she crushed and she crushed everybody when she did it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she would have been rewarded for that performance more relative to the five, 10, 15 point score drops that they had at the representation. Right. right. Based and another way of putting it is based on the field, she didn't do as poorly as it seemed in points. But so like the big one was um, her, her complex. She actually wasn't that far off. I, I think Brian's buddy, what's his name? John. Yeah. John Young. Yeah, John pointed this out. If he if she had added like ten pounds to that complex, she would have been right in the mix with everybody else. Okay. And so it's like her points overstated Just how ten, poorly ten she more finished. points, ten more pounds would have netted her forty five more points in that workout. Forty five. Right. Yeah, Jacqueline Dahlstrom did two twenty two for the complex and earned fifty five points in the rogue scoring system. She lifted two hundred twelve pounds for the complex and scored ten. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a that's a dramatic change. Check uh, this out. Even even just five more pounds would have gained her twenty five more points. Man, all right. So which is this... like is saying that she's right near the middle, or she's right near she's not she's right near a grouping where people 
the, she's right near the average. And so as she adds pounds, she does huge performance gains, right? And, and so this would break it out more evenly to where she's not very far away from the median or the, okay. the mean. Right? But if she was in the median, let's say she was in the middle and she added 10 pounds, that's not going to be a 40-point increase, right? It's because she was, on, it was because she was below the bell curve, right? That's why the, you said like on the top end, there's the big stretch. On the bottom end, there's the big stretch, and everyone else in the middle is going to be real, real squished together. So if there's a ten point, a ten pound swing, on those people that are right at the, the top end of that bell curve, mm -hmm. it's not going to be as massive for everyone. Like if everyone did, if someone, anyone else put ten pounds on their bar, they aren't necessarily going to gain forty points, correct? Right. It, it it depends where. You, so what we're doing is we're converting from one system to the other. But yeah, if, if she had added 10 pounds because of where she sat on the bell curve uh, in real life, she would have jumped that much. But if you had been in the middle, it wouldn't have been the same jump. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Well, because I think it's important to know just like if anyone was like, oh, man, if I just put 10 more pounds on there, I would have been I would have jumped 40 points. And that's not <laughs> you got to remember that it's, right. on that, that it's on that bell curve that when we're when we're talking mm -hmm. about this system. OK, right. well, it and, wouldn't uh, have made, go ahead. she's I mean, Sorry. look, she's. She still didn't lift the same as that woman, but in in Tyler's system, relative to the field, she would have gained twenty one less points than the person who lifted lifted ten pounds more than her instead of forty five less points. Right. Okay. The numbers okay. get difficult. Well, and understandable, but it it makes sense right. once you do see it on paper, which you know you've given examples about that that we got to look through. Um, my biggest questions are what in the really like history that we've had of the games on like games that had controversial endings or which games really would have had massive changes using this system the one that i feel most confident in pointing out is the 2017 games um with tia and kara okay if you do it she it flips and kara takes a sizable lead above Tia. The other one that I'm less confident about talking about is between Matt and Rich. Okay. Um, when I did the analysis, it flips to where Matt only won by 10 points, and I am not <laughs> comfortable in arguing that 10 points. <laughs> okay. So we do have some questions to start. And Bill, this is to one of your questions. I'll throw it up here. Teddy asks, is the baseball team the fittest in the World Series? Now, this is where you have to create, and for me, is like you have to create a separation between regular sports, Other sports. and yeah. what CrossFit is doing. Because even at the Olympics, as Bill said, it's like you either win or you don't. And that's the end. It's like, yes, maybe for the 100-meter dash, but not the decathlon. And this is what the CrossFit Games is. The CrossFit Games is a multi-event sport of, you know, 10 when you're at the Olympics. And you get scored individually on 10 different ones. And the scoring system adjusts to your performance based off that. Now, if this was football, basketball, baseball, running track, 100-meter swimming, any of that stuff, I get it, like, the best on earth. You win whenever your opportunity is. But that's a one-off. That's a one-off competition. That's a one-off race. That's a one-off sport. That is not what CrossFit is. CrossFit is a multi-sport event. And so you need to make sure is that not only is the programming designed to be fully balanced when you're testing the fittest on earth, but you don't want to make sure is that the scoring system takes away or or in or hinders in any way te the test itself. 
And and I and I'll hop on that. And, and Teddy, had, he was one that threw up the the question about the baseball team. I I I will say, um, I am a purist when it comes to sport where you either win or you lose. If I beat you by an inch or I beat you by a mile, I beat you. Done. Um, I know that in CrossFit we have multi. It's multifaceted. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of moving pieces. A lot of things to score. But I think it's also important to remember that however the scoring system is, and we have looked at so many different systems. I mean, when we were doing the games, I think at least for the early ones, for sure, we would have what they scored, the one before that, and then we would do the average uh, uh, placing. And every single time there was going to be an adjustment, not necessarily on the winner, but there was always an adjustment in the field and, and some big swings in the field just on those. And it wasn't even as statistically strong is what Tyler has going on. But I I think that even though it's not a one-off sport, each of the events can be scored in whether it's a lifting event, whether it's a long endurance event, whether it's um, uh, an interval event, that they need to make sure that they're all scored equally and that one event isn't doesn't carry more weight than the other one so that you can put them all together and get that. Because even it... it uh, I mean, I guess even with the point system, you're still – I mean, you're not taking an average because you're not, you're not dividing it by the number of sports uh, events or anything like that. You're just taking a, a pure number, but you're still trying to add, you know, add the numbers up together so you get a, a complete version. Because one of the first things I heard or I thought of when I was looking at, at Tyler's article was in his article, uh, you, you said – that if someone wins by 30 seconds in a, in a relatively short race, they are more fit. Or when someone lifts more, they are more fit. And in our definition of fitness, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're more fit. It just means that they are better at that sport or maybe they're a specialist in that particular event. That's why Haley does so well in endurance events because she's an endurance strong athlete but not a strength-based athlete relative to the field. Um, this so gets I, back I, it, to the it's, point. A, it's a tough it's a tough one for me because I, I I feel I'm I I don't disagree with your system in fact I like how you laid it out um, I think it could get a little complicated with everybody but I I uh, I like what it is but I'm very much like hey look if I beat you I beat you I don't like I personally don't like that you get extra points for being in the top three it's like you with penalize for doing better right 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 I don't like you, you, okay. if you win you win like you got your win. Not that like I win, and so now I should get extra points because I won. Like I already did my job. I won. You know that's. <laughs> are are we measuring capacity or are we not? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Then we need to measure it more scientifically. Okay. And I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I I, I like your system. I I yeah. yeah. I, I will say I, this. I am more against your. No, no. Your I am base. more in agreement with your system than the other ones that have been out there. Other than first, second, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> and you take your and you take your place. You win, you win, you do right. whatever. So um, I, 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 yeah, it's not. I like what it is. I like the scientificness of it. I, I all, I kind of feel that if we have fifteen events, we're getting our average across the board of who's the fittest. Even if we, even if we're not like zed out. I don't know. <laughs> Z'd out. I'm glad. I'm glad Dave Castro showed up for this conversation. 
<laughs> he's, he's arguing Dave's point. That's that's what Dave's point is. Right. And, right. Yeah. And, and that's fair. And it, for the most part, almost all the games that I've run across, except for the two, the the fittest is crowned the fittest, which speaks to the validity of my model more than it speaks against it. Brian, what do you got? Well, the you know one of the conversations that people often have about uh, Rich Froning and Matt Fraser is the way that they went about winning. And what I saw from Rich Froning was Rich understood the system that was presented to him and therefore competed to win within that system. Hmm. And he didn't care. And he never cared about how many events he won or how much he won by. He just knew that by the end of the weekend, I needed to find my way on top in this model. Fraser had a different mentality, or so it seems, where he hate, he literally hated getting second place in any event. And he was stri- striving to win every event. I don't know if he was striving to win the events by as much as he could or not, which would have been beneficial in your model. But right. when you, but then you know, when you look back, at least in my, for me, in my eyes, when I look back at the 2014 system, season, I completely throw away any kind of reevaluating the scoring system to say that Matt might have beaten Rich there because I think that Rich would have trained and performed differently had he known this system. Right, I yeah. agree. And I think that that is that is ultimately what is what is um, what, what needs you know whatever this two things need to happen. One is they should be you know the CrossFit Games should be asking this question. Is there a better way to score this? And they should continually, I think, be open-minded to receiving input from um, whatever, you know, wherever they, they can to see and evaluate and check for themselves and ask that question. Well, it's not but, like they haven't changed it enough times anyway, so it's like, why not give it a try for a year? <laughs> <Why> not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder what, I always have wondered why are they making those changes? Because a lot of the, you know, it, it seems like a lot, a lot of the changes were not in the vein of what Tyler is suggesting, which is to let science or, or fitness pro, um, tell the story through, science tell the story of fitness, I guess, would be the, right. the way that he would say it. Anyway, if, you know, if and when a, a scoring system does change, and particularly in the case of Tyler's, you have like it it will dramatically change change the way that athletes train and prepare i think yeah that was what i I was after i agree i mean and that's a great point brian is that rich just did that when he competed is like he just looked around is like okay what do i need to do to win do i need to speed up do i need to slow down i just want my 100 points and i think that is one of the hard things to I, i would love to see the system on a fresh field right because it it is a little unfair to it's interesting. It's very interesting to just overlay it on a past competition. But as Brian said, it's like those athletes would completely change the way they, they compete knowing what the system is, um, especially those in the lead. And I think especially those that are in the middle of the pack, right? It's like, if, if I fall too far behind, cause there's a lot of people that's like, listen, I'm getting, I'm getting last. So I'm going to get my 15 points or whatever. And right. one of the examples, I, I'm not sure if you guys did this or not. I would, I would be shocked if Brian didn't do this. But if you took this to the 2015 CrossFit Games and you took this to the pegboard and you looked at all those that decided to go, I'm just going to wait for part two and what score they would have got and how that would have changed the outcome of the games. Because the problem there was that that was one of the biggest examples I think I've ever seen of the scoring system totally determining who won the games that year. People got points for not doing a damn thing. Yeah, I think people got 42 right. points for doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it was in the 50s. And it was, and, and the thing that you know bothered me the most was it, some of them just decided to not even try. 
Right. And that was ex acceptable within the model that year. And so right. they were playing within the rules, but the rules, I think, ended up with, you know, not getting the result that you wanted. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's something I got to throw oh, yeah. up because um, you brought up the point, Tyler, of scientifically finding the fittest. Mm -hmm. And as you said it, which, which is a great point, as you said that, I just was kind of flipping through all the different sports in my head of what scoring system of any sport scientifically finds out what it is. Like scientifically, who said that a, a, a touchdown is six points versus a, you know, a touchback is two points, which is field goal is a one. I mean, like whatever, the, whatever the scoring system is, like soccer is one on one. You get it in the thing, you get one point. If you get more than those, then you win. Like, like well, I, don't, I don't know if the there's a scientific setup. setup. We've this mixed isn't soccer, a scientific though. experiment with a game. We've taken the two and combined them. So it's right. like, who can do the most muscle-ups? Or how, how many muscle-ups is the human body? We are, we're concerned with what the human body can do, right? And on average, a, across all kinds of modalities, what can the human body sustain, right? That is the question that we're after. What is possible that the human body can do? Okay. And then we said, all right, we're going to get a bunch of people to compete and do it. Cause that's, you know, it's, it's kind of like capitalism. It's the easiest way to solve the problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so you're blurring the games. I don't think that's the right way to look at it, Bill. Personally. I, I disagree. Well, I disagree because again, the second, and we've talked about this all the time. There's it's a CrossFit, completely different sport. There's it's not CrossFit, sport is sport. It, it is. No, the not. second you get into competition, it's I'm it's here like to swim you. What's no. that? It's more it's... like swimming or running. It's What's like they're, they're worried. Uh, CrossFit. I would say it's, would say it's less you... like that because it's not a one-off. I would say it's more like the all-around in the Olympics for the gymnastics or something. Hmm. It's a scientifically-based I mean, fitness program, and it's a test of that fitness program. What are you talking about? It's a about? scientifically based fitness program, but we're talking we're not talking about the fitness program, we're talking about sport, the sport of fitness. So exactly. so now we're asking the question what we're after. And You're this right. This is the problem. Yeah. We don't know what we're what we're trying to get. Are we just trying to get the $250,000 or $350,000? See, are and I don't even want to I don't even want to talk about the money part. Like cuz to me, right. if you're trying to find the money is great for the field. I mean, obviously the athletes, they need that to do the thing and, and all. Like, I, I want the athletes to get the money. I don't think you should base the scoring system based on who's going to get what money. I don't, right. I don't think that that should be – that shouldn't go into your thing. I think, I think you should find a way of – It's important to find the right order because now that has been a more important piece of the puzzle. It has nothing to do with the test of fitness. It's just a, like a small piece of why he's doing this. Brian, I got a question. I got a question for you guys, especially since Bill and Chase, you guys have both competed at very high level in this sport. One of the things I think about is what's going like, to, what do people want to see happen on the field of play? And then as an athlete, is that, you know, um, how could you, you know, how would that affect your ability to perform? Because I think that people want to see the athletes do what they can do. I mean, if you took a poll of people at Rogue Invitational, I would say that a majority of them were disappointed that Guy didn't go for a third lift in the Bella Complex. People want to see the heaviest weights go up. He had no incentive to put any bar on the weight on the bar. But in this scoring system, he would have because every extra pound that he stretches up the top end, he's going to not just get more points from the second place guy. He's going to get more points than the entire field every pound he improves his performance. Yeah. 
You think about a Yoni Koski, and we talked about it earlier. He doesn't have to race the second half of the race. He could just coast it in, rest up, and that's why I want where your you guys' perspective. If he sells out on that swim or paddle at the end of it to stretch that lead instead of to, let's say, three minutes to five minutes, and then he nets himself an extra 20 points, not against the second-place guy, against every other guy going into right. the next event. Right. But what's the cost on the, on the way out of, of doing that, of racing those extra two minutes faster? I mean, if you went based off just my competition experience, the only reason why I made the freaking CrossFit Games is because of something like this. We had a standard deviation scoring system at regionals. And so the way I perform better than the field is the reason why I got to where I got. I think if it was a standard scoring system, I don't really know where I would have placed. And that, that changed numbers? the way I compete. Do I have them? No, you've never looked at those numbers? I'm surprised, actually. I mean, I've just... He didn't yeah, want to I mean, know. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I made it. I don't care. <laughs> I made it. Like, that was that, that and to your to your question though, Brian. That was part of my the way I competed because I was like, I need to freaking sell out and just crush everybody in the one I can and just get as close as I can to the middle of the pack in the one I'm going to be bad at. So yeah, that completely changed the way I competed. But I I'm on the complete opposite side of the fence of the the collective group of saying this is a sport is a sport is not i i do i do not it's, agree whatsoever it's funny it, it i i looked every do you guys do this anymore i when you meet someone new do you look their do you leaderboard them uh yeah every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like who's the fittest on this podcast 2021 it's, it's uh, uh it's, it's bill. bill it's bill yeah it's bill <laughs> but anyway I looked at your number. I'm just the oldest on that podcast. I don't know. What no, you're, you're also about. the fittest, which is, it fucking drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, your Chase, your fitness numbers are are incredible, and and I say this as gingerly as I can, considering your strength. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, he would have said that like, anyways. He would yeah, have. Yeah, no, he you're, said you're not that. gonna hurt he, my feelings, bro. Yeah, that's him. He knows right. that. But it shows. So if you trained like that. You know, like there's only so much I can do to fix my strength. I need yeah. to just get as good as I can at it, but I can't pour all my time into it. But I'm really good at this motor stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And that's so how I, that's like, how I actually, that's how I train. I was like, I'm not going to get top 10 in this event ever, no matter how much so I I'm train. not going to put too much energy into it. Yeah. No, I'm just going to not get in the bottom 10 and I'm going to go and win the other four events. That was the right. way I, that, I approached training and competition. That's what this system incentivizes is to get best at what you're, you're I knew I liked at. this system. <laughs> but still get, you know, it still asks you to take care of your weaknesses and you're still going to yeah. be punished for them and more drastically. But if you're average at almost everything and really good at a few things, you'll get paid for it. Okay. Okay, well, question, question real fast. Um, have you overlaid this on the last, the last couple games? Just have an idea? Yes. Where mm -hmm. was Pat? Where was Pat Vellner on these? Ah, Someone that goes from last to like top and ends up third. Like how? Whoa, whoa, how whoa, hard? What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean last? <laughs> well, you know, okay. Well, yeah, not you know what I mean. He always he always has that first event that he like puts himself in the hole. He gets like thirtieth, whatever. Gotcha. And then and then he hops back up. And so he's way below the curve, right? I mean, at least I, I would think by with that. I haven't looked at the curve. I don't know what the numbers are, the deviations, but like. Someone like that, okay, take um, um, Jordan Troyon. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, First in yeah. the swim, last in the overhead squat. <laughs> like a boss. That was 14, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Something yeah, like yeah. that. Something like that. Like, where would that person end up when you have a drastic on either end? Does it does it just kind of average out? Pat still finished kind of in 2021. Okay. Oh, really? Even with the system? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Justin was so, so like, damn consistent, man. Like, yeah. In the CrossFit points, he got he got 12 points for the swim kayak event, which yeah. was murderous on him. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And in mine, he got nine and 9.45. Okay. So it's like, he did a little worse, but it, I mean, like he still made up for it. I don't um, know. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? I just, I, I want to know what some of the, the, the biggest, I would say vocal criticism I've seen from people, whether it's warranted or not, which is why I'm going to ask you guys this, is that people say it seems to favor specialists. And I feel like that's not necessarily true. It's like specialists will get their event, but if there's still shit at all the other ones, it's not going to matter. Does this system favor specialists over generalists? I think that in, on the one hand, it encourages specialists to... To, to perform well on the or, or as well as they can on the things that they're good at. And that's like, you know, because that's what I was kind of referring to earlier is you're going to see in this model, you're going to see at the top end bet, better performances in every workout. You're going to see people pushing not just to win, but to win by more. And secondly, you're going to see more athletes throughout the, the rest of the field that are trying harder to the end of the workout. Because so often, you know, and you, and we talk, you guys talk about it on commentary all the time, you're saying, Look, the last thing you want to do here is be getting on the row at the same time as someone else. And then you yeah, have to yeah. race to that race that row. If you can position yourself <laughs> to get on the row 30 seconds ahead, you know you can go at 90%. And then no matter how hard that guy goes, he's not going to catch you. Mm-hmm. Right. But in this model, no matter who you're getting on the row when, it doesn't matter. You're going to get on the row and you're going to sell it out because you know that your performance relative to everyone else matters. Every second matters relative. Um, I... I will say I really do like the incentivizing part. One of the things, like when I, and, and I mean, I, I have always had, at least I think, great things to say about Rich. And every time I've asked who is better between Rich and Matt, the difference that I have always seen is Matt will always go all out. Not just enough to win, but will always mm-hmm. go all out. So I think that like he's just kind of always used to that. Like that's his he doesn't have to think I need to go harder. He just would always go harder. So I like the idea of, of incentivizing. Um, Which is crazy because he didn't have to. He never no. had to go as far <laughs> yeah. as he went. <laughs> no. But that just was that was him as the competitor. And it, it, and, and yeah. I think that that's that's great. You know, we, we talk about the the un the hidden event of the CrossFit games is how do you sustain through all those different events? And that's yeah. why you kind of, you, if, Hey, I don't need, why kill myself if I don't need to, so that I'm going to be ready for this next, I already won. So what's the point of going harder? And I, I can, I guess on a fan level, I understand the idea of, you know, it, it would have been cool to see, you know, Guy go for a, a third lift because we know he could hit more. Um, but again, like those are the athletes that are out there that have to battle through all of the events that they have going on. And, and every time you step out, you're risking. I mean, there's, there's always a risk of 
okay, if I go all out, I mean, you, you get an athlete that's hurt, it's like, hey, you got to lay it all on the line. And an athlete would be like, all right, tape everything up and let's go. I'll, I'll run the wheels off, you know what I mean, if I have to. But you don't want to have to do that every single event. You are not going to have a very long a very long uh, career. This, <laughs> this system would have greatly helped Guy, though, because he didn't make all the points that he could have on the – on the explosive True. events, on the short events. And I, I was texting Brian during that competition was like, he is being held up by these, these sprint and strength events. Right. And it could be more so, but like, that's where he gets most of his bread and butter. Right. Right. Um, the, the thing that I actually want to, I've been considering what, what are, what, what my next steps are, what are the next steps for this in general? And the guys at TTT brought up some really, valid points that I think hit home more so than the games do is open and using this system in open and regionals or, well, I guess the semifinals and quarterfinals. Um, they brought up one athlete in particular that his clean is okay, but it's not great. But if you scored him based on a performance model, he would have went from 84th to 14th and went to regionals that year. Wow. And so he is elite. And so you guys understand how the open leaderboard works. Yeah. Like if it's it's not how good you do, it's how bad you don't do. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> been the problem when you put lifts in the open. Right. That's a whole nother podcast. But like if you're off on one part, and, and they've solved this a little bit with making like the, the 10% go, but like this is more so ap applicable now in quarterfinals and semifinals is that – if we are truly finding the fittest on earth, we better make for damn sure they get to the games, right? And they aren't getting there based on a faulty scoring system. Interesting. Well, and we've always said that the the, the, qualif the qualifiers aren't trying to find the fittest on earth. The qualifiers are trying to get the fittest field yeah. on earth to compete so that you have all the right people there. Um I, I would rather I, see this during the open, honestly, than the CrossFit games. If they don't want to do that and they just want to say this is the fittest, I think this is almost more applicable in something like the open. You're right. You're doing I, it on percentage anyway now. True. Top 10% goes. Mine is a percentile system. That's I true. Mean, I, and I, I will, I will, and I will say this. Like I, I, I didn't think my, about that until we just started talking. My, uh, when I look at the games, I feel like there are so many events that that it could, and I'm not saying that it it just it debunks what your uh, uh, program is, but there are so many events that you get a well-rounded test of of everything, so you have all that's that. That's what Dave's argument was, right? Totally. But like, if you go to the open and it's only three events, or let's say four, because I do an extra one, now you can using the system you could get a much more true number because I mean, look at Look at what they, look at what they've had. They put, they put the lift in there and you'll get the guy that gets whatever, 415 pound clean and jerk. And then all of the, all the other events he's, you know, even in the mix somewhere like more uh, just, you know, on the bottom half or he doesn't have any sort of engine, what to speak of. Um, those always threw the system off. And it's like, what is this guy even doing in here? But now you can actually see, you know, because because now it puts everything on that percentile base to to add it all up 
correctly rather than even even rather than doing a you know an average place which we've we've talked about that one even in there you know using a pl- average place standing so hmm. and that would be a I, honestly that'd be a great place to test it it's not like you're it's not like you're not going to get the right people to go to the next stage yeah if anything just for the quarterfinals yeah cool. and that's the right and that's the thing like my my leaderboard often mimics the the leaderboard that they have now and so it's not it's not like you're going backwards and it's right. not gonna be totally different but it does matter like so if if um chase brian and i are in a competition right and i get third on every single event and and chase and brian the first two events let's let's say it's pull-ups and 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 uh push-ups or something first two events pull-ups and push-ups and brian gets one less rep in both of those than chase right and then, and we're scoring it based on fives. Leader gets 15, 10, five, right? Yeah. So now Brian's behind by 10. If Brian wins the next event, he's, he's, he doesn't win, right? Right. Also, if he smashes Chase, makes him look dumb, it doesn't <laughs> matter. That's not good. But he is essentially as fit as, as Chase on the other two events, right? Yeah. And so we're seeing this in the bottom portions of the leaderboards, right? Is that these, these things start to add up and people miss out when what they were good at wasn't considered, like it wasn't given enough weight, right? I mean, we and saw so, this in finals at the games in 2019 where, you know, Matt was in a position behind Noah Olson and Matt could have won every event. Noah could have got second and there's no way he would have beat him. It was mathematically impossible for him to mathematically win. Mathematically impossible, but like you could, Matt could have totally dominated him and been the fitter person, but because, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's and part so, of the point you were trying to make. Right. And what, what this ends up getting to, and, and my point being, and this goes into why cuts are bad and all kinds of other stuff, is like, say, say Sam Dancer misses out because the, the events weren't weighted properly, right? He didn't earn the points that he, and then they, they have a one rep max deadlift at the games and Sam Dancer didn't test and didn't have his effect on the scoring system. Right. That's kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> How would this you system get work? Yeah, how would this system buffer? Like, say there are cuts. How much of would a wrench that throw in? It doesn't throw in a wrench. I mean, you there's a bit of concern with the standard deviation being too large because you don't have yeah. enough data. But it's still based on everybody else, everyone else. I I don't have a problem with that. Say, take this system to the 2019 games format. Do you feel like that would have been a better, appropriate scoring system to filter the athletes through? To qualify, uh, to get, to, 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 as the finish. weekend went on, right? Yeah, to like get to ultimately to get down to the to the top. 10. Yeah, to get your top ten. Yeah. Yes. I. I yes. Absolutely. Because I think it the biggest problem better. there was like this: the value of your events got greater as the weekend went on, when they should all yeah. be scored the same. But there wasn't the best way to do that with the systems that they had in place. Would this have helped that issue? Yes. Absolutely, hundred percent. And yeah, I don't want to say so, that year. Well, and, and, <laughs> that year. Well, and and appreciate just what they did, but yeah. so so everyone out there knows. Like, how do you see? Generally speaking, the less people you have, the more separation those points you're going to have. Correct. Right. Right. 
Okay, so if you have 10 people, they do cuts and they go down to 10 people, then all of a sudden now you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have a much larger split between those places than if you had 40 across the board or if you're in the open and you have whatever, 15,000. Well, it's also mm-hmm. performance dependent too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be performance dependent, but it's also going to be on that bell on that bu- that bell curve. So you, if you have more right. people, those numbers are going to be closer together. Right. Is that right or no? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. correct. So right, would you say yeah, you say no cuts at all? But yes. Well, let's talk. Yeah, let's, I, let's use examples now, because like we're we're making up all these scenarios. Like, but I mean, you guys have put the numbers to things. I know Brian's put numbers to things. So I, I want to hear some massive changes that would have happened over the years using this system. Okay. I'll pull <laughs> <over there>. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Like, <laughs> it's like, is this, is this the Ark of the Covenant we're about to unleash onto the yeah. people? <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Start, my face is going to start melting. Well, yeah, I know you've got, I mean, you've got all the, uh, the numbers yeah. that you've run. I've only seen the ones you've shared with me. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find one. Two, 2015 was a mess. It is the one that has the most changes. Um, and some of those aren't large. Like one of the, the notable ones, China Cho went from 14th to like eighth or something oh, like wow. that or eighth for 14th. Um, let's see. There's, I've highlighted four in the top 10. Um, Noah Olson goes from sixth to eighth, or no, eighth to, to sixth. Um, Spencer Hendel goes from fifth to third, and BKG goes from fourth to third, or third In 2015? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, Hendel also. I was, I was concerned about that moments. one because I wondered if Ben Smith really did beat Matt Frazier. Yeah. Um, and he did. <laughs> okay. He did very handily. Yeah. He did more so, actually. More I, so I was, in this system? Was, yeah. Okay. What very, about on the women's very side? happy about that one. I knew you were going to ask that. Come on. <laughs> Let's see. Let me pull it up. Uh, I have it here. Ketchum uh, would have still won in that model. And actually, really? uh, Sarah would have taken second. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. That's wild. Because Bill, yeah, remember if we did average? Messy. Well, I know, and I, I was trying to find our, I was trying to find that that document that we had that yeah. Chad sent us that had all that, the actual placing, and then the average place finishing. Well, I guess partly because like there was a large group of athletes that did zero. So See, but that that's what's so hard is it it every model that we've looked at. Well, it's it not changes, a perfect. System, it changes right? things, so that that makes it hard. I know, so it's like. What makes it perfect? I mean, now... Well, I think it's not perfect. It's like, is there a better one? Right? Is there a better one? And if there is, I want to entertain the idea, which is, you know, why... No, uh, absolutely. Discussion. Well, that's... And, and that's what I was thinking about earlier. Like, why... I, I've been asking for a ton of feedback. Like, why should we care? Right? And and this goes back to the point of, like, what are we after? Right? And I I, I think the fact that all four of us are here... And you two being who you are, and we can't really define that all at all the same. That's pretty. That's that speaks poorly for CrossFit, doesn't it? Well, I don't think it's uh, okay. I don't think it speaks poorly for CrossFit because I think in the in the 
we've been lucky enough, and I, I use that, that term loosely, that the goal has been who wins. Who we just We're looking for the fittest. And we've been lucky or unlucky enough to have people like Rich, like Matt, like Ben, like Tia, like Katrin, like Annie, like uh, you know all all of these athletes that have been able to sit at the top, and it was it made it very easy to say that well, they're the fittest. And so because Matt and Tia won, well, obviously, see, it worked out. Um, even though we've said that, like you know, it, it even in the programming side. We've said, okay, well, even though those two won, and yes, you could probably throw throw anything at them and they will probably win. And doesn't necessarily give the programming the stamp of approval that it like it was the absolute best test. And that's why we were always able to go back and look at it. Um, right. I don't think it speaks poorly. I, I think that it, I don't think that the fittest hasn't been found. I mean, granted you have your, uh, the Tia, the Tia Cara example, which is a, I mean, that's a great example. And there's a lot of stuff on there, but I think over the course of what we've done so far, there haven't been as the winner, anything that's been that drastic. So I, I mean, I think in, for the most part, we've been doing okay because in every other sporting event of any type, whether you're talking decathlon, whether you're talking track, whether you're talking swimming, whether you're talking who can drink their water the fastest, <laughs> it's like who who is your winner? Um, and so it's it's to find a winner. I I like the scientific idea with it. I I, I really do. I, um, I mean, like I said, I, I get very puristy when it gets into do I win or do I not win um, in going that route. So well, that's part of it, too, is like there's a lot of subjectivity to that. A hundred percent. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, if you look at any 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 sport, how do the how do the points of the things that they choose get ranked like? why three points for a basket and two points for a regular shot? And I mean, like all of those things, it's like all of a sudden everything gets weighted very, very differently. And what your system does is it tries to knock out all of that stuff and just be like, okay, did I beat you or did I not beat you? And how much did I beat you by mm -hmm. compared to everyone else? And you either are, yeah. you either are penalized for doing worse or you're, 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 um, 
uh, incentivized for going on, you know, the other way. So, Brian, this I got a, a question, question up here for you. Yeah. Does scientifically finding the fittest to this degree come with a major trade-off with the with professionalizing the sport by growing the fan base? I don't know why it would diminish the the fan base at all. I mean, I I I think that in I think it would ha actually have the potential, like I've you know kind of been alluding to throughout the show, to actually see like better performances on every individual workout and to see a different kind of strategy or approach implemented within the totality of a weekend or a week long competition, because you will have, you will still have to make decisions. Athletes would still have to make decisions. Like Bill said, if you're going to sell, you can't sell out on all 15 events and recover and perform. Like you have to have some degree of picking and choosing when you push and when you don't. And so there, you know, there would be a learning curve for the athletes to figure out how to, how to compete best within this system. But I think ultimately it would, it would yield, like more dominating performances, more exciting moments in some in some cases, and it depends what you like to see. Like, do you like that Rich kept it close? You know, if we're gonna say that that he did that, and it was a little bit more dramatic down the end, and then he just kind of put the you know put the neck the foot to the throat on Sunday, or do you like watching Fraser just win uh, ten out of twelve events? You know, do you like seeing that that like total and utter domination? Um, but either way. I don't think that the the fan base would be jeopardized by this. I don't think that the professionalist uh, professionalization of the sport would suffer. I I honestly believe that like as far as the fans go, I don't think that they look. I don't think they look at the numbers as much as they're watching who wins and who lost. I mean, as, as commentators, we would be talking about the races as it's happening. There's a mm -hmm. lot of points that get tossed out there anyway, and I don't think people are going to go. Ah, oh, you know what? The sport's dumb because I don't get those numbers. It would be hard. It would be very difficult to talk those numbers until they came out because there would be, there would be a lot of like you wouldn't be able to see everyone come across the board. And Sean Woodland at that point is not going to be able to say so and so now is going to you know is possibly in the lead because they just took second and so and so is this because we'd have to wait for everyone to finish. And I then think that's you, awesome. Then, you, then you'd have to like talk about like okay now because it's almost a different. It's almost a different point system for every single event based on how everyone did in that event. Which I don't hate. And, you know, to this question is now how easy, like, it's just a, I mean, that's a formula. Like you just, it, it'll uh, you, you like, right. Tyler, like this could something you just like, yeah, like if you went off at the end, if you went off, like, you know, the unofficial times, like just what you're walking, I'm sure someone could sit there and type those in just as fast as they come in. You could have a, a rough estimate of about what the standings would be. The points would shake yeah. a little bit as you get more and more precise, but you could do it. Yeah. But, I mean, think, I think back to, um, I think it was right after push-pull. You know, the athletes didn't know, and you guys didn't know for sure who was right, in the lead. Right, and then they're right, like, yeah. oh, you remember Josh Bridges saying, oh, shit, look who's back yeah. on top. Right. And it, you know, and it'd be something similar. There'd be some element of delay where they, you know, finalize the scores, but that happens all the time. And yes, occasionally, even in any system, there's always going to be a scoring dispute or whatever, and mm. that will have to be settled in the back room how it always is. I don't, honestly, I don't hate that because what I, you know, for say dramatic effect from covering the sport from an entertainment standpoint is like, I, it's sometimes it sucks is like, okay, this person is and it's like, oh, well, those three people didn't make it. So we're in the middle of the broadcast and I already know because I can do basic arithmetic that this person didn't do what they needed to do. But in this system you're like who knows was that good enough 
to not just like get the spots that you need, but is your performance good enough above what the other person did relative to the field to get what you needed to do? So right. I don't think the timing of getting the numbers is really an issue. I don't think that's an issue whatsoever. I almost think the relative unknown of did that performance do enough to do the things that they needed to do? And I think part of that drama for just drama's sake, I know this is outside of what the fittest on earth bullshit, but like, if you just want some drama and fans and things like, I think that's great. You, you, you want to know what this really resembles is the uh, at home rogue invitational where nobody oh, knew where oh. anybody was. And so you yeah. had to go all out because you had no idea where anyone this yeah. is sam well, briggs so sam briggs probably could go have won the rogue invitational because she did 156 more, <laughs> more reps than everybody in a snatch event well the 2020 qualifier for the 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 games the first half of the games oh, that yeah, was yeah, home, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that did this and that that's the one that really like set me off was um matt frazier's performance in uh friendly fran yeah so like his performance, I'm looking at it now. He got Noah Olson was like 57 like, seconds slower or something in a four minute. Yeah, event. It, <laughs> right. normal oh normal point system. Normal point system. Uh, th Bill, this is what will prove you. This is th this is what will change your mind. Um, <laughs> normal point system. He gets 100 and Noah Olson gets 96. But because Matt didn't know where anyone would be. He murdered himself, and his points went from 100, and then Noah got 84. So he lost ah. over. He lost 12 points to to Matt Fraser on that event. His I performance mean, was that much better. And so and and so did everyone else. You know, they all lost more points to him, right? Because there still right. would have been guys coming in at 92, 88, and 84, but you're already dropping right. the second place guy guy down to the fifth place points. Damn. Dang, Brian, you could have used this when you did your uh, comparison between Matt and Rich as you go back over the years and be like, or no, no the Matt and Tia, who was more dominant? Oh, did you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, because it, cause it's I mean, a, it it's would a, be relative it's a to the performance. You're competing against. It's yeah, a performance yeah. based system. And that's what your that's what your discussion was. That You know what? I Like I said, man, I, I'm not I like the idea. I just I'm a, I just. Just say go, and we'll see who crosses the line first. I'm just very – that's, that's you're I'm a very wrestler. simple. I, maybe maybe a little bit of that. Um, that's, but Bill, that's the point. You don't want to – you want to see everyone cross the finish line as fast as they can. You don't totally. want to see some people saying, oh, those two guys are a mile ahead. Those two guys are a mile behind. I'm just going to walk it in. Did you do – did you rescore the 2020 stage? I, I did the 2020 qualifier. I haven't. So stage I did not one. do. Stage yeah, one. I did stage one. Not the. Did it change anything? Finish. Um, let's see here. For the men, Justin Medeiros gets second instead of third. Let's see. Noah Olson gets third instead of second. Jeffrey Adler gets seventh instead. Or yeah, seventh instead of fifth. Chandler Smith goes. Oh wow! Yeah. Dang. So. And Quant still makes it in the top five? Yeah, fourth. He stayed the okay. same. Let me oh, check the women. Wow. You, you guys continue talking. I'll check the women. <laughs> All right. 
Well, and that's Sorry, and this is it. Well, I think pass. this is the best example of what could be possible with this because just like you it guys are blind. saying it that it was blind, so they were doing maximum effort. So you can really see the effect that this can have on a competition. Right. And, you know, based off that, I mean, there are some changes based off the scoring system. Now, you could you could change every top 10 depending on the scoring system that you use. Right. And, you know, which ones yield the closest um, performance based metrics, which is a big thing of why I actually like this relative to what CrossFit is, because we have a scientifically based fitness program. And so it's okay if the test also reflects that based off your performance against the other people. Right. And so I, I, I do like the. The, the similarity between the two of the test and the, the program itself. Cara Saunders would have replaced Carrie Pierce. No. Yeah. Oh, but then we would have never. And that was that a drastic answer. one. Cause Carrie was an eighth or uh, Cara was an eighth and Carrie was in fifth. But, the, but the points like fifth through ninth on the women's side in the original model was, was only like nine points separated for those five spots yeah. or something. Yeah. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. And I think Chandler only missed, but it was only like two points behind two. Adler. I yeah, mean, it was, was very, yeah. very, very yeah. tight. Damn. But that matters to him. I guarantee you that. Well, yeah. Matters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit. One of the things I, I would like to know from you guys, I, I mean, like, I obviously have to get someone to pick this up, whether it's Wadapalooza or Rogue or whatever. I need a bigger conference. But what would wake CrossFit up to this? Uh, not using phrases like weight cross it up. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> Dave Castro is allowed to speak the way he is, but then if we speak that way towards him, it's all bad news. Huh? That's yeah, how, it works. How, how, how long have you been in CrossFit, my friend? Yeah, how long have you been around this? The way the world Almost 10 years. Uh, you know what? I would say this. I, I think that it would be easiest to start off with one of the big events, like whether it's Granite Games or I mean, maybe not one of like the um, like the semifinal ones, but one of the off season ones. Because um, I don't think that'd be hard to do, really hard to do. They're not; they wouldn't be losing anything, and it would be a great testing ground for that. Um, the other thing would be to show the ease at which that could be administered. So if you had a if you had a a pro- Program setup where it was, a, you know, whatever it was, a spreadsheet or however the setup is, where you can say, okay, you have 10 people, you have 50 people, you have 200 people, you have 1,500 people. You just input these numbers or these numbers go in, however they get shoved in Boom there, up. and it would automatically throw yeah. it up there. The easier it is, the less work that they have to do, the better chance you have of something like that. And again, it would be showing what you're trying to prove, which is, uh, I mean, and, and honestly, like, I, I don't, I don't not like the idea of saying scientifically we're finding the best. We have talked that in the history of CrossFit the whole time, so it's not, and it's not incorrect verbiage to say we want to scientifically find the best person, the top person, the fittest person based on performance because we are a performance-based sport. Not just can you work this points or work the system or whatever, but like, how do you perform? If you perform, you'll get these points. If you don't perform, you you you'll go in the negative direction. Yeah. And here it is, boom, and, there it is. And that that's the like data way to do it. I'll speak to the political political side. Is like, 
presenting it in a way of not <clears throat> this is what you're fucking up or this is what you're screwing up. It's like, hey, we a are idea. part of this is like, you know, we're going to take what the training methodology is, what your real goal is to find the fittest. And we're developing a way that really does showcase people's performance against the people that they're competing with in a way that makes the sport even more proof that this is the fittest person um, on earth or the, the fittest collective 10% moving to the quarterfinals or the top 120 moving on to the semifinals. And then, you know, if you come from a perspective of this is, this is a way to do it, this is the ease of which it can be done. And this is why it's so cool and so fun and, and so important and, and honestly aligns so well with CrossFit itself is like, how is that person faster than me? It's like, well, how often do we say work capacity cross broad times and modal domains force times distance over time is your power outfit. You can scientifically find the fact that me doing 10 air score a hundred air squats against another person, we can actually determine who did more work. That's the whole scientific base about the training methodology. That's the beauty of it. It's freaking numbers. In fact, it's like the most beautiful truth to be spoken is math. Right. And that's why I love engineering and I love mathematics because there is no lie there. I did this more than you did. I don't care if you're five foot four and you did 100 air squats in 45 seconds. I'm six foot two and I did it in a minute 12, but I weigh way more power output than you do. And I have numbers to back that. And this scoring system aligns with that thread of the training methodology, how we define fitness that we've done with definitions science and all that other stuff is like yeah well not only can i determine that here's a scoring system that even bolsters the claim that we're making of the fittest on earth i think that's that's the direction that i would go so yeah not and hey, make sure you grab that soapbox <laughs> grab fucking, that soapbox yeah <laughs> I, i've got a custom one bill sent me for my birthday <laughs> and and i mean that's very wise. I think Chase is on the, on the money there. I would, I don't, I really think that, I don't think that the scoring system needs to be digestible to the common person necessarily. Um, I, you know, I think about like, there are other sports where the scoring system is totally mind blowing to me, but I still, and, and specifically uh, golf, I don't know how this point systems work for the FedEx cup. They get different points for different tournaments right. based on all these different things. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a formula and there's some guys that understand it. But at the end of the day, I do know that the guy who shoots the better score is going to score better. You or know, and, how they determine who's going to the college football playoff and in, in four. Well, that's I don't know but if there's I, any I'm science. Saying, like every sport has its its own issues, and like there is, and the, the thing is, like you guys aren't saying this, and we're not saying this. Like there is not a perfect system, but maybe there is a better one to help bolster the claims at which CrossFit is making. And, and I think there is, and I, and I think there's a way to showcase this. Um, I, I, I do believe there's merit in here with more data, more evidence and, and more um, things moving forward, because it is hard to sit back and go, well, this would have done this. So you did it wrong. It's like, no, because they weren't competing with that in mind. But the, the best examples you guys have are Rogue Invitational that was online and stage one of the CrossFit Games, which you showed and you mm -hmm. prove why. And like, here's why based off their performance, which is basically what our fitness program is, is all together with. Um, I think another example, um, gosh, well, the one we had in the beginning is the, 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 the decathlon. I was like, 
well, how did you get 680 points? And then that person got 420, but they got second. It's like, okay, well, and that's, and that's the whole sport. And, and I can't think of a better sporting event that mimics the purpose of CrossFit or the CrossFit games than something like the decathlon. You have 10 different tests of athleticism in the decathlon you get points based off your performance and then at the end of the the weekend you are the winner of the decathlon because of your performance based off the field that you were competing against based off a baseline of numbers that we determined as what is good and what is not as good thank god so i think that's that's probably your best example the what's that I said, thank God we don't have that standard part in CrossFit. <laughs> right, be, right. And so and that's what, what I'm saying is like, like? <laughs> CrossFit is like, here's our examples, but CrossFit is not that. It is not golf. It is not the decathlon. It is not baseball, basketball, football, or soccer. It's the sport of F and fitness. And if we're saying the sport of fitness, then we have to look at how we define that. And so you have to use that scientific definition and explanation of what is fit and what is not, and then use that in your test of fitness. So it's a completely different sport. So to judge it against any other sport that people bring up drives me freaking nuts because it's not the same damn thing. Well, it's no, no CrossFit is not golf and CrossFit is not football or anything like that, but football isn't golf. And I mean, like you can't compare those either. I mean, competition is, I say competition is competition. No, it's just, that's um, I I, I, I'll say it that way. Uh, Tyler, what do you think, like when you're looking at this, what are the things that you think people are going to be like, no, nah. like what's the con to this? What would be the, what would be the bad point to using this scoring system? If you draw this on the line, you draw the line using this scoring system and someone is on the opposite end of the spectrum of the, on the other side of the line, they don't get to qualify for the games. They're not on the podium, whatever. What is going to be their complaint? My Gabby Magawas out there, who I apologize yeah. to. I'm so yeah. sorry for picking no, up. I mean, totally. But, uh, <laughs> um, they're, they're not going to like that they can't game it. So, like, you, you get you get 10 points behind somebody. You're like, I know I got to I gotta get two people between me and them, right? Or I, I got to get this many people. They, they're not going to like that they can't game it. And then I, I think that's the main thing for athletes. They're not going to like that they can't game the system. But for the ones that, in the middle, it doesn't can, matter anyway. Do you think that they can actually game? I mean, they can hope that they can get two spots ahead. And we talk about right. when we're broadcasting all the time, okay, so-and-so needs a little help here, and there's one of them. Oh, nope, the other one didn't make it through, so sorry for you. I mean, like, they they didn't have the opportunity of gaming that. They just kind of rolled the dice to hope that it – I mean, they got to they gotta do their part by placing a certain whatever. But then it's That illusion isn't afterwards. there, though. They're not going to be able to even think about that. They're just going to yeah. be like, I know I need to do better. No, I, don't, I, I think I completely disagree with this argument. I think that this is perfect for the athletes. Now you have, you know, like if you're a Pat Vellner coming into the last day and you're saying, well, even if I beat Justin on all yes. three of these workouts, if he takes second, 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 I can't yes. do anything about it. Instead, just he can come in and say, yeah. no, instead, Vellner no. can come in with the mentality, I'm not going to beat him. I'm going to demolish him. I'm not going to beat him by one rep. I'm not going to beat him by a minute. I'm going to beat him by two minutes. I'm going to do it, you know, because I can get, gain more points relative to him than I was able to do in the other system. So the what? system That's now fair. doesn't make you think of damage control. It makes you think of positive. How much do I need? How much am I, do I need to beat everybody by? Well, not how much do I need to not get beat by? Depends on where you where you fall yeah. heading into that event. Because no, so I'm I'm Ader- to Madero's quick point, which I think Chase was jumping to. Now Madero's goes, I don't actually have to beat him at all. I just yeah. have to stay right behind him. Yes. And so I can like, just stay as close as I need right. to. And, <laughs> yeah. and not, 
instead of giving up five points because he got first and I got second, I might only give up one. Mm-hmm. That's or, amazing, though. You never think of the other way. You never think of the top end, how bad I have to beat everybody by. It's just yes, but it, how bad it, do I not need to get beat by? It takes your own destiny back into your control because we just saw Annie talk about this with Tia Toomey. He's like, is Tia beatable? Yes, but we need help. And like, that's bullshit. Like, I have to rely on other people to help me beat you. How yeah, about right. I just F and beat you? Yeah. Right. Instead of Pat Vellner coming into the final event, 35 points down and be like, Pat's get first, Justin gets second. It doesn't matter what the time is between you're only going to get six points or Pat sets the world on fire and beats Justin by so much. He gets those points because of his performance, not because no one else could middle him and Justin. So I actually like this for something at the final day of competition because it puts more emphasis on athletes having their own destiny in their own hands. And it's solely based off their performance based off the other rest of the field, not, Oh, well, I crushed everybody, but no one else stepped up to the plate to get me between three other people. So I, I do like that as, as a, a possibility. I, you know, I, I do think that the, that one drawback is the ver- different variety of events. Um, you know, cause you have events that are for time events that are for reps events that are for weight, that are for weight. events that are, that are bracket style elimination by round. And there, you know, I know that Tyler's worked some of these and even he and Brent Fikowski had a, a little conversation in the comments of his article about it. But, you know, there's, I think there are some variables in that regard that would need to be like really thought through and it could like, and, and I don't know that for all of those different models of, of a test or an event um, that this model works well enough. So you might actually have to eliminate some competition styles. I, uh, I, or, I, haven't, I haven't run that through, but you know, like there'd have to be some conversation around that. Right. I've had my issues with the, the, the like obstacle course race style events where you cut people um, and they don't make it into the next round. But I mean, like, we know we we can use placement. I think placement almost matters more in those events in some mm-hmm. way. Like you're you're measuring your ability to compete more than you are your fitness, so to speak. Like you're a bit you're measuring your ability to not screw up more than you are your fitness in some ways. And yeah. so it's like a placement doesn't a placement system doesn't seem unreasonable in that in that event for me. And so it's like a bit of a mixed system could be used as well. Yeah, but at the and, moment, we're not measuring performance at all. And right. like, I know I come off a bit harsh and I know I come off a bit aggressive and I really don't mean to do that. Um, You're just passionate. Like, I understand that. Well, <laughs> I, I care. And like, yeah, yeah, it really is about, I mean, I came in 2012 and that's what it seemed like to me. Like, what can, what can this thing do? And that's mm-hmm. what we cared about. And so it's like, I wanted to bring us back to that. It seemed like we got lost in, in some way. That's interesting. And so, yeah. I've, um, one thing is um, you talked about Brent Fikowski, and I'm just thinking of ways that you can get this in front of more people is bring this to the PFAA. Talk to them about it, how it can be applied to, to competition, because there's a lot of people involved with the PFAA that are heavily involved with these off-season competitions. And gotcha. maybe if you can get in with them, is that, okay, we are going to apply this to an off-season competition that has no bearing on the CrossFit game season whatsoever and see what this does because it does reward performance. Um, mm-hmm. One of the questions that came up, and, and this is, uh, again, people said this a lot, is that rewarding specialists is like, it would, I would say, in, in maybe like a small event sample size, like 
to take the who take the last chance qualifier. I don't know if you guys looked at that, but it's like 25% of the last chance qualifier had a max deadlift in it. 25% of the score was centered around that. Like there's going to be right. huge number skews based off that. But if you have a balanced test, like you do see at the CrossFit games more often than not, that has 13 or 15 events, the programming itself, it, if it is a balanced test of fitness should only bolster the system that you use to score it with. Right. All you have to do is make the 900 pound back squatter run more than a mile. And then we've fixed that. that <laughs> right, problem. right. And so, yeah, <laughs> the, the programming could screw that up, but that's also part of the point, right? You're not going to judge right. the scoring system because the programming is screwed up. Like you judge the program. Well, then we start first. to analyze. If we use this system, we start to analyze pro and we already do analyze programming, but we start to be able to analyze it a bit closer. Why did Gee? get basically three events that he could just smash is, is was this really weighted you know well enough and and now we can put some numbers about maybe it wasn't weighted well enough and he's just a power athlete so he won all and the he's just a power, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's, so. that's it right he won a sprint he won the snatch and he won clean like that's right he should and he also got dead f and last in the long distance event so it all worked out <laughs> I'm sorry to pick on you, Guy. If Guy ends up listening to this, just you're easy. <laughs> well, he's, he's one of those hot, cold athletes. I mean, look at any athlete that was like that. Jordan Troyan was a good example, but I think yeah. early Brent Fikowski was a great example of that. Oh, he's the right? perfect. 2016 example. Brent Fikowski either won or lost. Right. Like, you know, he was total Ricky Bobby back and forth. And now he's become more balanced over the years. Um, we've seen the same thing with Brooke Wells back in the day. Right. Brooke Wells is going to yeah. re- win every event and it's less than two minutes and over, you know, 99% of everybody's one rep maxes, but she's going to get dead last in the distance events. And so there is a balance there. And yeah, if it was a three event thing and one of them was a max back squat, this system really doesn't work that well because the programming isn't well balanced. Um, right. It, but Brooke like Wells, anything, it's like, we're not Wells staying. was an interesting outlier in 2015, actually, Chase. Jason, yeah. Tyler didn't yeah, mention she, it, but she would have moved up from 16th to eighth in his model that okay, year. Well, and that's year. because half the events were less than five minutes in the 2015 CrossFit games. Like yeah. what, what did, what would Dan Bailey have gotten to? I mean, I'm just like asking you, like you can just think of this off the top of your head, but like, he moved, he just moved up from fifth to fourth. Okay. Yeah, so he, did, he didn't make the podium, but like, you know, I don't know. Or he dropped, he dropped actually from fourth to fifth. Oh, really? Because Spencer jumped up to two spots. Oh, because Spencer went up to third. Yeah. So yeah, but there was bumped. a lot of yeah. power and there's a lot of short events in the 2015 CrossFit Games. Right, Bill? We had like the three to five minute workouts, like yeah. half of them almost in that realm. Yeah. So That was a wild games. That was a wild games. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. But um, I think, look, guys, I know we're we're having some fun with the discussion, but I think the way we're, we're getting to the end here is, is uh, I think – the, the biggest part is like, it's a great discussion to have. And I think it's a discussion that needs to be had in a really healthy kind of way. And, and I feel like we showed that, um, we showed that tonight because there are holes to poke in every system that we have. Um, and the fact that we can go back and forth is like, okay, this works well, this not so much. This is like, that's just the point. It's like, we're not saying, we've fixed the CrossFit games with this system, right? A lot of things also are important. And the number one thing, and I think we can all agree in, is that the programming, number one, has to be there. 
right? The mm -hmm. test must be a balanced test of fitness. So the first thing we do is look at the programming. And then the second thing we do is, is what's the best scoring system we can apply to this programming with the athlete's performance that works simultaneously together to determine your fittest field. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, I have to say like we have modified that scoring system so many times and adjusted it so many times. I would really, I, I would honestly love to see why not give it a try. Why not give it a try on, on either one of the stages or um, at some of the, the, the bigger off season events to see what that does rather than just copying and pasting what's been put out there. I mean, I, right. I, why not give it a shot? Um, like I said, man, I, I have my own special, I, I'm a very simple person when it comes to a lot of things and very purist about it. But I, I really, you know, I like the energy. I like what you put into it. It's really hard not to say that it looks very good. I mean, even with the specialist thing, all it's really going to do is make people really get after it. And She's good at the Legends Masters thing. Championships coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Why not? Just throw it on a bunch of lab rat old masters people. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, they don't like, care. Let's see it's what happens. Here afterwards, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Tyler, I, I, I love the concept. I love the discussion. Um, I love your passion. Number one, I think uh, we're all in that same boat because you know we all have our soapboxes in every different way. You know, Bills is the 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 purest sport i'm just i just get rattled and then i go off and you know brian <laughs> has his like we all have that right and so that's one thing we share in common and i think that's the one thing we also respect about each other is that you know we have these discussions not because we don't care it's because actually we really do and we care in a way that we want to see the sport progress right and so we come from a you know an avenue and a direction of love and passion is like yeah when i say you fucked up it's because i was i just want it to be better because i do love this stuff so much and i think there's an, a there is a better way or, or a new way that we should at least entertain and look at and so i think that is the, the common theme for all four of us in this discussion is that it's it's passion for the sport of crossfit it's passion for the crossfit games and it's passion of how can we make this better for everyone including the athletes including the fans and including the community Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I tell my brother, he fucked up. Somebody I don't care as much about, I just tell him, hey, you probably shouldn't have done that. And my brother, I reach out and say, hey, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not that I'm telling him, you know, that you're totally screwing it up. I understand why you got to where you got to. I, I, I totally get it. And I don't blame you for it. I, I just think we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot to not reassess the situation and, and say, can we do better? And I think we can. And that's never not a bad even... question, man. No. Yeah. It's never a bad question. Can we do, can we do this better? Yeah. They, that's everybody all, should that's be asking that question saying. every day. Yeah. Uh, I'll, and I'm, I think it's a total, if they're not, if, if anyone's not asking that question in any facet, they're yeah. doing the wrong thing, right? What I did today is not good enough for tomorrow. Tomorrow needs to be, right. be a better day. So what can we do better? What right. what can we do better fans out there? <laughs> Oh, well, hey, guys, I think it's a great way to close things off. Tyler, thank you for joining us. Brian, as always, I love having your your numbers to back the and just seeing your face, even though it's covered by all that hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bill, pleasure. Hey, Bill, have fun in uh, Arizona celebrating your dad, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's getting inducted yeah. into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. 
What? A a lifetime wrestling achievement award. Yep. Nice. Not Pretty congratulations. awesome. Pretty awesome. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hope you guys like the stream. We like the live content because we got more of those coming down the road. All right, guys, you have a good night. We'll see you guys next time. Better.